you for listening to this message from the North Gate. So, but I'm super proud of all of you, and I'm really super proud of all of my kids and what they're beginning to do in the church and in the kingdom. And uh, so, Brother Bug, I carried his Bibles in. I was his armor bearer tonight. I knew he was bringing the word. I told him I was going to play drums so he can be in worship and have his heart and mind prepared. Um, this is a proud moment for me because now you're standing up for what you believe in. This is more important than a state championship in wrestling because medals will fade away, but your love for God and people will remain forever. And so tonight, as you tell us what Jesus means to you and what he's been speaking down your heart, I'm super proud of you and all these people are too. So give it up for Buggy. Y'all can sit down if y'all want. That's fine. Um, but before we start, I just want to like say I'm so blessed to be here. Can I pray before we start this? I'm God, I thank you that this is our house that we get to protect, Abba. And I pray that every time we come in here, we can just feel the love every single time. And we don't have to cut ourselves to be loved, Abba, just because everybody else doesn't think we're loved. But in this house, everybody loves each other. And God, I pray that it does not stop, Abba. I pray it does not stop. God, I pray that suicide ends, Abba. I pray it all ends, Abba, because there's teenage people that need to have this love, Abba. Before I start going into this, I just want to say, like, y'all have no idea how much I love to be here. This means so much.
Alright, as soon as I uh, got into, like, last week, last Sunday, God has told me, like, you need to speak Thursday. There's so many things you need to tell this youth group about. So now I don't know, as soon as I heard that, I just went right to my parents. I was like, I need to speak Thursday. And then I just, I kept asking God, what do you want me to speak on? He said, where everybody needs to get into their promised land. And I was like, and when I'm going into this, two days ago, I saw a thing where, like, you know how my dad and even Papa Damon said this Sunday. He said, not everybody's got to go to Mobile. Some people can go anywhere they want. But right now, I think as teenagers, we need to build up this house to make us our beautiful land right now because this is the house that we need to celebrate. Yeah, come on. That's right. So as I get into this, Kev, can you go to uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12? The verse 11, it hits, but I feel like, can we go to verse 12? I, I don't think God just told me to go straight to this. Then you will call upon me, and I go and I go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. So that means, like, when we have these prayer meetings, and y'all think, like, in your mind, I'm just going to pray it, and then as soon as I'm done, I'm, there's, I'm just going to wait till it happens. We got to keep praying into that because, like, they wanted a baby, Mike and Jen, and they wanted a baby boy, and they just kept praying over and over again. And then look what happened. They Somebody calls Sam's, and then we like, Sam's on his way. Here he comes. And now they have a baby boy, and now they're looking for a baby girl, and I believe that's going to happen. And I believe that my family's going to have uh, a little sis now. I like to call it that because then you would be big sis, and I would call it little sis because I would be the middle child. It just sounds right. <laughs> just so, I, I'm just so honored. Oh my gosh. All right, let's get into this. So, how our wilderness changed to like the forest instead of the desert. So, like, our promised land can have fruit and all that. And then when Moses and Egypt went into, like, getting out, uh, they went to the promised land. It was desert, and they they got honey. They got grapes the size of a basketball, like grapes this big, and now it's this big. It's just a whole difference because when we get into God's presence, we, we're getting stepping into what we're meant to be at. That's what I believe. And then uh, I have some things in here that I want to share with y'all about what Moses would do. Uh, like, here's one thing that I just keep thinking in my mind every time I hear this. Like, what you have when you go to the promised land. Like, Moses had all these people with him that are just right. And we have friends that aren't just right. We have friends that are right. It's just a mixture, and then it makes us not cool it's not hot it's together which is not what we want we want fire we want all of it right now so um i'm just saying like have a right friend in your life that actually is in your frame for your future like one thing is like taylor you and talani that's a future that's in your frame if you're not going to the same church, you still get in the frame. That's still, like, Papa Damon and my dad, they're in the frame. That's that's them. Right. 
So, like, uh, Kev, can you go to Genesis 2? I'm just going to go from there. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Like, so say in your mind right now where you want to go, and you're like, Mobile. The only reason you want to go to Mobile is because it's hot, warm, and you have the beach. The only reason we go down there is for prayer. That's what we want because they set the tempo. So, like, when everybody comes down, we have to set the tempo. So, Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. When he says bless you, that doesn't mean like I'm going to give you this, that, that, that. It means I'm going to get this what I wanted because I kept praying for it, just like Sam. He blessed them. He didn't just give them something that's like, oh, that's awesome. Now, next thing. It's like a six-year-old with a present. When they get a toy, they play for a month, and then it's gone. It's the exact same, so I feel like we are blessed now because look what's happening. We get more people come in, then they go out, but then as soon as they, they hear it, they're going to come right back in like Kate, uh, Kate and like Colton, how he came in. I feel like he's going to come back because he can still feel it. He's going to come back. Yeah. Like, it doesn't let go of you. It, it just doesn't. But... In uh, verse 3, it says, I will bless you and you for, for to you and your descendants. I will give all these lands and I will perform oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. So how my dad has been blessed. I myself, like he tells all of us, we should get double the blessing. And then as soon as we get double the blessing, the people, like our children gets double the blessing. Then their children gets double the blessing, which brings more and more. And then finally, when we get to that one person, it just goes straight into heaven. We'll have it here right now. Yeah. Verse 4, and I will make your descendants multiply as they start of heavens. Like Papa Damon said, raise the stars up. Don't just stare at the stars. Don't. Just like, okay, there's the stars, and I'm just going to leave them and then see what happens. It's like saying, uh, Dakota, it's like saying you're teaching all those little kids back there. It's like, I'm just going to wait and see what happens because they've learned enough. Or you can teach them into a better way, which doubles, and then you have what you wanted because that's what you need. But I feel like God just took it on everybody, like, just go into something deeper, like, let God tell you what, what he wants you to do. Like, there's there's such a difference in your life when God tells you something to do. Like, uh, one time God told me in youth camp to go lay on this random person, just go, like, put your back on them. And then I went there, and then they just they stood up, and they literally told me, like, wow, I didn't even know. Because he, he told me, like, God said for somebody to just come touch me anyway and I came I just laid on his back and he just stood up and said thank you and I, and I just left and I was like it's got to be a different way and I was like there's so many different ways that God can tell you like if God tells you to go like the Seven Eleven was at the thing like the gas station a guy stands up on his hands and head and a random person walks to him and said I told God to send somebody to stand on their hands and head and stand there. 
so I could have what I wanted, and that's exactly what happened. So, God, as we do this, I just pray that, like, everybody gets swelled up and just, whole, like, holy everywhere, Abba. God, I pray fire everywhere. And I pray that God, when they get older, Abba, they can build where God tells them to go to, Abba. If somebody goes to South Carolina, let it happen. If some people go to Mobile, Texas, West Virginia, let God tell them, Abba, so we can actually be full as we need to be. Your sword, stars of heaven, I will give to you your descendants all these lands. That means when he says descendants to me, I feel like that's more people. That's the people that you want in your life. And then all these lands, the land like, say, Tobias, you go to Georgia, and then you can multiply from Georgia to Mobile and send somebody, and then just keep sending somebody. But you got to let God tell you where to go and what happens. Can we go to verse 5? Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my status, and my laws. When he says my commandments, that means like when we're listening to God, he's commanding you. It's not like, okay, you're doing this or else like something's going to bad happen to you. That's not what he is at all. Like if he tells me, when he told me to go in the person back, that's like, that's the commandments that I'm like, and then the Ten Commandments, so we need to listen to those and actually like have full heart and mind to it because if we don't have a full heart and mind to it, it's not going to like happen. It's not, it's not, it's like, I can't say it's not going to happen. It could, if you pray over it, it's going to happen, no doubt, no doubt. But God, as we do this, uh, I just like, I keep saying, I keep hearing the word hope in this for some reason. I just keep hearing hope and peace over this house and over the generations to come. But as we like go into these houses, like say we go to Uncle Bobby's, we have to have honor to see what can come. Because if we don't have honor, I don't know. What's probably going to happen then is just going to come into dishonor and dishonor and dishonor and dishonor. Whatever gets in your mind that thinks you have to be dishonorable, that's not the right voice. Like, let God tell you where he wants you to go. But as we raise the stars, we have to raise stars of our own into a new flow. So I feel like if we could get into the flow of prayer like we did when Papa D was coming, if we can get into that flow, you see what happens and all that. And then God, I like I just keep putting hope and peace in my mind. I don't I don't know what it means, but just I just wanna like take a moment real quick. Just just like pray in tongues, be quiet, like just like raise your hands, just like just be in the flow real quick. I think that 
the people that think they want to go to Mobile, I hope your mind just like, just like blows up like, and then God just goes, like just reminds you where he's been telling you, where he's been doing this. And it's like a big like wipe of the brain just out of nowhere. And then you just go into like a thinking like, oh, this happened, this happened. I think I like know what to do now. I'm going to pray. I'm just going to keep, stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to pray and pray and pray and see what happens. Like I just, wow, wow. I don't know if I have anything else, but that's what I had today. I leaned over to Papa Jimmy and I told him everything Buggy was saying in the beginning with your friendships on the land on what real blessings are, everything he was talking about, it's all about things that have eternity attached to it. So the verse 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. So, so many times we can get caught up in the day-to-day and things that are going on around us. It's like what he said earlier with Thanksgiving and being thankful. It's easy to look at today and find things to be frustrated about, right? It's easy to look at some relationships when they get rocky and you're frustrated. Or we can look at things that have eternity attached to it, friendships that have eternity attached, the things the Father's given us that has eternity attached, and that turns our heart toward Thanksgiving. And then that takes us to the unseen realm, which is the faith realm we've been getting taught, right? Or we can call things that are not as though they are. Things that we've been praying and believing for, like he said, Mike and Jen's baby girl. We're believing that, right? Because eternity is attached to it. So we're not looking at the fact that Jen can't get pregnant right now, right? Because that's something in front of us. That's a temporary thing. It doesn't have forever attached to it. What has forever attached to it, we're going to set our gaze on the fact that they have a baby girl coming. So her barrenness is temporary, but her baby coming is eternal. Hey, Kev, put that Genesis back up there for me. Buggy started this off with talking about if you ask God, he'll give it to you. And being 12 years old, he had a confidence he had a confidence that he's heard things be prayed in this house and he uses Mike and Jen's baby as an example. And for those in the room that don't know the story of his child, we're literally in a prayer meeting. He's praying for a Samuel. We're in a prayer meeting praying for fostered and orphaned kids. And my phone rings. And it's literally a woman from the Canton area that says her sister has a baby. By the government law, she has to turn the child over. She had it in jail. She has to turn the child over to the government. And she begged the government, when I turn my child over, please let the, my child go to the North Gate. She had never been here. Her sister had been here and told her about this place. And she said, if I can't raise my own child, then I feel like God was speaking to her, then that's a safe place. And so places have people and people are significant. 
Streetsboro is a place and you need to start realizing that you're significant. And when you realize you're significant and Streetsboro significant, then we can do significant things. And so when we heard that, I remember Mike and Jen going to the NICU and Sam wasn't even, what, two, three pounds. He was in Mike's hand. They didn't know if he was going to live. Sam's four and a half now. These are the things that not only Buggy has seen, but you have got to see. God answers prayer. So in that, I made a statement today when Buggy was telling me about his message. And something stuck out in that first verse. Then the Lord appeared to him and said to him, do not go to Egypt. Live in the land, which I shall tell you. Go to the next verse. This is what words stuck out to me. Words stick out to me when I hear scripture. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you for your descendants, and I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. So I'm going to swear something to you that you've already seen me do in somebody else. I'm going to do something in you. This is what you got to check. So Buggy says this. I saw God do something in Mike. So now Buggy believes if God did that for Mike, what can God do for Tatum? What can God do for you? If you've seen God move in anybody else's life, that's a testimony that what God can do for you. But you know how you marry that inheritance? You know how you marry that promise and start believing that God can do something awesome? You have to dwell in the land that he placed you. The word dwell means this. The word dwell is the significant part here. He doesn't say dream about another land. He said dwell where I put you. He doesn't say dream of some other rose. He said dwell. Dwell means to live or stay as a permanent resident. To live continually in the given state or condition that it's in. So he tells you to dwell in the land, live there in the condition it's in, but then he promises you, hey, you remember what I did with Mike? I'm going to give you an inheritance. So the condition of what Streetsboro looks like right now, if you actually start calling this place home and stop talking about other places, I'll actually make Streetsboro as amazing as what I did with somebody else. So I'll make Streetsboro as amazing as Mobile if you'll actually call this place home and stop dreaming about Mobile. Because right now, guess what? How old are you? You ain't going nowhere for four years. How old are you? You ain't going nowhere for two years. Watch this. How old are you? You're probably not going anywhere for eight years. How old are you? You probably ain't going somewhere for about six years. You know why? Because God sets up timetables. And when they left Egypt and went to the wilderness, it took a certain amount of days to step into the place of promise. And watch, if you don't, honor what's around you you won't even step into promise because when Moses starts announcing promise complainers rise up and weren't satisfied with the wilderness they weren't satisfied at the land they were dwelling in and so those complainers cost an entire generation from seeing the inheritance that the Joshua generation got to have so in this I would say it like this I don't want everybody, everybody in the earth can't move to Mobile. They can't. It doesn't work, the world don't work that way. But right now, your parents have been placed here in this city. And what kind of fruit the size of grapes and basketballs and what kind of honey 
And what kind of things are we missing out on by not falling in love with this city? And I know it ain't Myrtle Beach. And I know it ain't Gulf Shores. And I know. But you want to know what? Chagrin Falls is pretty awesome. And Sunny Lake's pretty awesome. But you know what you have to do? You have to be thankful for what's in front of you. Because I'm going to say it like this. My dad sits right here. And I've seen better days at my daddy's table than my own. You know why? Because the meals were free. I, listen, I never had to ask where the food came from. I never had to worry if it wasn't going to be there or not. I never had to worry about paying the light bill, the electric bill. And I wish I would have had a level of thanksgiving for mom and dad back then that I have today. And so I think this is perfect tonight. Be thankful for what you have. It will change your language of what's around you. And if you want Streets World to become something amazing, because at some point in your storyline, say you do move away, because it happens. Say you do move away, all right? But you know what your kids are going to be asking you one day? What was it like where you grew up? What was it like? What were Friday night football games like at Streetsboro? What were wrestling matches like? What was the orchestra like in Kent? My kids ask me, what was it like in Manaway? I tell them it was awesome. It was amazing. But you want to know what? I loved living in Manaway, but God had a plan for me to move here. And even through my ups and downs, I'm learning more and more every day to love Streetsboro and the people in it. Even sometimes when they don't love you. Even sometimes when people don't treat you correctly. You still can return love back to them. And that will change our culture and our world. And that is the message of Jesus Christ. That even when they hated him, he loved them. And I'm not trying to make this about me, but it's a good example. It's a good example. I'm not Jesus by any means. God, no. But you know what I can do every day? Learn to try to be more like him because I've made plenty of mistakes. And what would be more awesome is a generation that understands love and honor and thankfulness. Then guess what you won't have to do? Make the same mistakes that many of adults of us have made in this room. And guess what mistakes carry? Everybody look at me. Look at me. You know what mistakes carry? Frustration, pain, guilt, shame. And I know every parent in this room and every adult in this room goes, we don't ever want you to taste those things. But you will. But I think that we can show you through the love of God how to not experience as much as we have. And that's learning from your mistakes. And that's the grace and the love of God. Amen. Let's honor our city. Honor the people in it. And try to love well. And that gets tested. That gets tested. Middle fingers want to fly up. Words want to be said. Okay. That's a part of human life, Nate. <laughs> but uh, you thought he flicked them off, didn't you? Nate, get to the altar right now. Get to the altar right now. Get to the altar right now. So listen, in that, if you're living in frustration, take a step back. Take a, take a step back. Do like Moses did. Talk to God 
and let God show you how beautiful Northeastern Ohio is. I got to be in a meeting today. I met a man literally two days ago on the phone from Oklahoma who had a dream. You know what his dream was? He said that he had a dream that a huge trumpet got sat down in Lake Erie. And when the trumpet sounded, the water split and something was able to pass through. I said, I know what that is. That's called Chris and Nikki Mathis coming here from Canada. And from this, the waters over flooded and revival, which is God's arrival in the earth, God's love being shown finally and seen in the earth so that all can see how good God is. We need to believe that everybody, everybody has the right, everybody should have the honor to understand and know how amazing God's love is. Amen? All right. So listen, I just feel like tonight, we're just going to finish up. Buggy, I want you to come back up here. You were awesome. Can we give Bug another round of applause? Like, God. I was sitting there thinking while he was teaching, the Bible says that Jesus was 12 the first time he declared the message of the Father. And people were wowed at the maturity that Jesus walked in at 12 and what he knew. Son, I was over there wowed at the maturity you were in and the knowledge. I, you, you kids teaching blow me away how much you pay attention to me and Apostle Damon and the other leaders. You got, when I don't think you're listening, you're listening. And so I'm just taking a moment telling you I'm super proud of you guys. And I believe the best is yet to come in northeastern Ohio. We have people coming from out of state to just come here and pray and declare God's about to do something pretty amazing in Ohio. The best is yet to come. And this isn't normal church. This is an outpouring of the love of God. And it's called revival. And I'm super excited for it. So, Buggy, I want you to just pray over everybody here. And I want you to pray over your generation. And even though the kids that you go to school with don't know it, we love them and we're praying for them and we're believing for them to encounter God's love and not have to suffer with anxiety and fear and depression and suicide. And when he started praying into that stuff, I'm going, yes. If one gets it, it gets transferred. If one person understands the love of God, that can be transferred, that you can begin to believe that the world is not actually a bad place. It's created by God, and we together can make it a better place. And tonight, Buggy, you made the world better. You made the world a better place tonight. So who knows what the future holds for you or for any of you. But I'll tell you right now, it looks pretty good, and I'm pretty excited. And I'm proud of you and proud of this city. And how could we ever ask God, God, fill the churches of Streetsboro? if we don't want to be here. I want you to think about that. How, why would we ask God to fill something if we're just going to leave it empty? We need to believe here that I'm here forever. I'm going to dwell until he sins. Amen? God, I thank you that we get to pray in this house over our generation, Abba. I thank you that our schools have been filled with love, Abba. And God, I pray that it just overflows with the city of Streetsboro, Abba. And I pray it just keeps going, Abba. And God, I pray that all the kids in the schools 
either if they uh, wear the clothes that somebody else wears. God, I pray it doesn't matter, God, but I pray that they are loved, God, and I pray like the heart of their in their mind just like just explodes of what the hatred's been in there, Abba. I pray the abuse of words that have been on them, Abba, that have like been dishonorable to them. I God, I pray that just honor fills their heart and joy and hope, Abba. Thank you. And God is a buggy praise for the children. I pray for moms and dads. God, I pray for every mom and dad who's carrying guilt or shame. To feel like they missed it or made a mistake. I pray you're an awesome gift as a mom and a dad. And we're all learning in this. Me and Tina are learning. There's not one parent on the planet that has it figured out yet. I don't care what kind of college degree some may have. So God, I speak hope into the moms and dads of this region and this county. God, I speak into marriages. God, I even just speak into those that have split or divorced, Lord. I just pray healing, and I pray that no mistake that you think is a mistake is too big for God to heal. That your love and your friendship and your breathing life into a new day can be for every mom and dad, for every husband and wife. God, we just thank you for new beginnings. And we thank you for your love brings a hope for tomorrow. And so I ask for that hope and that courage to go into every mom, every dad. And I pray that they start looking at their children and they see the treasure that they are, that they are treasures. I thank you for the treasures of the children of this region. And God, I pray that any child that feels stuck, that you put somebody in their life that can help encourage them and help strengthen them because even biological moms and dads are amazing. But I thank you for spiritual moms and dads. I thank you for people that you put in other people's lives to encourage them the same way you did it for Sam. God, you put awesome people in our lives. And that's what this has been about tonight, finding people that encourage us. And I pray that those that don't feel encouraged get encouraged, that they'll run into somebody, God-ordained, that will speak your love into them. And they'll say, no, no, you didn't mess this thing up. You're not done. God's not done with you. You didn't mess this thing up. You didn't screw up that big. Your love in the cross is too big. It's too powerful. It's too strong. The blood of Jesus is too strong for us to think that it's over. Your life is not over. It's just beginning. And you can do anything through Christ Jesus. So God, we just ask that your love invade any area of our life where we feel broken so that we can be healed. In Jesus' name. And everybody says? Oh, perfect. Perfect. So, take a moment, breathe it in. Take a deep breath. Do you know how many times we get so anxious that if we would just stop and just And guess what you do in that moment that you feel anxious? Think about something good. And it's all around you. And God puts good people in your life. Pay attention to those people. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com 
click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.